Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a journey into sound. Much as you try to bury it, the truth is out there. The truth lives right here, Houston. On this day, I see clearly. Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton. How we feeling, everybody? Good evening. It's Area 45 on Sports Radio 610. I am Sean Bajani. He is Patrick Creighton, Chris Santiago producing. We've got uh, Byron in there uh, who will be taking over uh, Chris's job at some point in time because Chris is going to become a big baller and just leave us, I guess. That's probably the plan. That's exactly the plan. Yeah, I guess. Come on, bro. You just got here. We're in week four, my I'm goodness. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Byron hanging out with us. Uh, we'll um, goad him into uh, saying hello or something, getting on air at some point in time. Because he's going to be, be get on the mic. He's going to be running the show for us uh, here. I think next week when uh, Chris goes on vacation to like uh, I don't know the Bahamas or something like that. Byron, what's up, man? Not much. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. See, Lil B even got like that like slick rapper voice too. Yeah, he's, say hello to the world, man. Tell me how you your slick rapper voice. You got to hit the button. It's okay. <laughs> no, I hear what he said. I love it. I love it. Say it again. Yo, Lil B, there's this thing called headphones. You got to use them in the radio business? <laughs> no, chill, chill, chill. <laughs> <laughs> Byron, I didn't mean to do that to you, but I kind of did. Uh, just it, look, too much information earlier. You know, you said mom was watching a little bit. You said you were a little... Uh, you know, cautious about getting on air. So, hey, you're afraid of mama whooping You've been your baptized. Ass. You've been baptized. Thank you. Appreciate and now, it. And now when, when mom <laughs> yells at you, tell her, tell her it was my fault. <laughs> I made you do it. I thought you told me to tell her to make me some chicken cutlets. That's right. And none of that, and, and, and fruit punch, but none of that high C crap. Remember, yeah. the, remember the TMI. TMI. Stop it right there. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm but, trying to keep you alive. But, okay. But when she busts out the chocolate, it comes at you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas, how are we feeling tonight? Dude, I am way too old to be doing the dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge on a chocolate. You're way too old to be doing a lot of things, okay? <laughs> uh, way too old to be doing a lot of things, as am I. I'm realizing that, and um, I remember my own advice to Byron, TMI, so I will not be sharing that, but I just understand that at the age of 41... Um, oh, look, I, he's got the ripe old age of 41 over here. I am realizing, when you're talking to somebody older than you, 
you're never going to get the validation that you yourself are old, but I am 41 and I still feel like I am 18. But the fact that I am 41 pisses me off greatly. And especially when I realize uh, that I am not capable of just rolling out of bed and going and busting my ass. Um, you know, on oh, any given very day. very capable of busting your ass. I almost did down, bust my bust ass a couple ass. of times today. That's my point. You go to twist, bam, <laughs> you bust your ass. <laughs> I was helping, the, uh, helping my father-in-law with uh, some AC work all day today as we traveled about the city. And um, yeah, almost busted my ass a couple times. <laughs> Get a nice heavy AC unit and bust your ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a lot of fun, man. <laughs> shout out. Shout out to John Tristan. Um, yeah, appreciate you, man. <laughs> you want to be a part of the show? Bam, the phone lines are open. You can get in, call, text, uh, hit us up that way. You can watch us on YouTube and Twitch. Get on there, be a part of the show, join the chat, hit us up on Twitter at P Creighton, the number one, at Sean Bajani for myself. Uh, we were having a lot of fun earlier today. PC got in the studio a little early. Started riling up uh, Ron Hughley on the final oh. segment of their show. <laughs> that was a hell of a lot of fun. Um, I did Ron dirty. It, well, you know, Ron, again, started it. He opens himself up to situations in which I don't think he understands um, quite yet that you, in fact, will uh, find any and every opportunity to let him have it. And you did. Johnny it, B. It was so good. It was so good. But I will, in fact, find a way to troll your ass. Yeah, and you did. And I joined in and I had fun. And I think Ron enjoyed it maybe a little bit too much. Maybe that kind of set him off in the final segment. Did you hear him going off about kickers and punters? Was um, he was he talking not. about us? I, I do you know? Honestly, uh I was not listening because I was uh Busy. Too busy laughing your ass off? Or well, what? I was actually working on a proposal, but uh, I was also laughing my ass off. <laughs> I was after, doing work. After I did him dirty, because as Sean was saying, Ron was feigning like he was slamming a Bud Light through the window while it was Sean and I, uh, Lil B and C-Sex on the other side. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I pulled up an image of Dylan McDermott and Bud Light, the very controversial uh, Bud Light marketing plan that backfired on them. Crazy. A little bit, right? Just a little bit. So I showed the picture to Ron, and Ron goes, yo, she's not bad. And and I just lost it. So I screenshot the picture and then gave the story, and I texted it to Clint. <laughs> Clint damn near fell out his chair. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. And again, that's like sabotaging Clint because you know he can't keep it together. (laughs) (laughs) He he can't keep anything together. One thing that I've learned is that I can make Clint laugh really hard. Yeah, good job by you. Um, I figured out like all like the magic keys. How how do you make Clint just absolutely lose it and bust out laughing? I figured this out. And it usually pertains to my extremely juvenile sense of humor. Yeah. I mean, well, Clint has it too. You could just start talking about poop or underwear or. And it just did Clint's in. Yeah. So I, I sent him the text. I said, so uh, this is the um, the trans ad. And Ron said, hey, she's not bad. <laughs> as Ron, re- uh, as Clint reads it, he's look- he turns around, he's laughing. Then he turns around and he looks at me. 
and he points to his screen. I'm like, yeah, and he just like, dude, he's rolling. It would have so been funny. even better if though you would have just sent it generically to Clint as well, and maybe he agreed with Ron. <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> yeah, she's not. <laughs> Where'd you find this chick? <laughs> just. <laughs> I guess I was too focused on how I'm, I'm going to troll the crap out of Ron. I didn't think, dude. Let's let's throw the crap out of Clint too, yeah. right? <laughs> Come on, man! You were slipping. Clint's, you were slipping. Well, you know, I mean, like I, I have, I, I don't know either Ron or Clint's significant others, and I don't want to get them in that kind of trouble. I just kind of want to get them in trouble with like us and the audience, not with like trouble, the trouble bosses. Yeah, not right? trouble, trouble. And I don't mean the Keep bosses like like Parker or boss. I mean when you go home. And you got to deal with the boss. Like, that's that's the kind of, like, I don't want to get them in trouble with those bosses. Exactly. Exactly. Keep it light, man. I was laughing because uh, Ron was getting all worked up about kickers and punters. And I, don't, I guess texters, maybe it, a, it was a caller. Was it a caller yeah, it that a set caller. him off? Yeah, he came, He called in and he said that Texas need to focus on, like, uh, kickers and punters. And he, what? Just, he went crazy. <laughs> that had to be a Cowboys fan troll. Priority number one. But you know what? I did kind of, I thought they might be talking about me or us as a show because wasn't it last night or two nights ago that right. I was talking about, you know, John Weeks, Kaimi Fairbairn, Cam Johnston, like those guys are all free agents. Well, Weeks isn't anymore because they already signed him. I was like, get those guys out of the way. Get them done. Like, you you know you don't want to mess around with that, okay? You well, don't- we also weren't talking about them as like, number one priority it's like yeah hey, we'll get this done well but if you're reading between the lines i mean i guess like was kind of saying that i mean number one priority is typically what you want to take care of first so yeah i guess like get those guys done out of the way and create a a, a cap floor for you so you know what you're working with when you go out and you resign jonathan grenard as you should uh when you go out and resign dalton schultz as you should when you go out and spend big money on a uh, running back, as the Texans should seriously consider doing, maybe a wide receiver, all of those things. You want to know what you have to work with. Um, how disappointed would Texan fans be, Patrick, if I told you it was almost guaranteed that the Texans are not going to spend big money on a running back? this offseason, and that they're going to run it back with Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce and Darian Gumbawale. What if I told you? Uh, I think if you told Texans fans they were going to run it back with the same running back room as last year, Mm -hmm. they'd be up here with torches and pitchforks looking for your head. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I gathered that would probably be the sentiment. Is that true? 713572-4610. I'm asking. For a friend uh, by the name of Jonathan Alexander because he does a great job covering the Texans, uh, beat for the Houston Chronicle. Uh, As part of his mailbag um, responses today, gets all kinds of questions, picks the best one, addresses them in a uh, column. That was one of them. You know, are the Texans going to go get a big time running back and he doesn't seem to think the Texans will do that. In fact, they're going to attack the running back position on the cheap. Um, and that means bypassing some of the top or all of the top running backs available on the open market. If you're interested in Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, uh, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift, 
Gus Edwards, Tony Pollard, A.J. Dillon, Zach Moss. I think I just rattled off all the 10 that are going to be available, including your very own Devin Singletary. I have to include him because if you're not going to significantly improve the position uh, with a top free agent, I would presume that you would at least get the guy back and give him a raise since he played a starter role for you on backup money uh, for the back half of last season. Where would you have been if not for one Devin Singletary and you had to rely upon a guy in Damian Pearson, Dorian Gumbawale, and Mike Boone? Uh, to carry the load for you. I don't even want to think about that. But I feel like that's where we would be, PC, if in fact they did decide to operate on the cheap at such a vital position within this offense. So if, I mean, look, I understand where John is coming from, right? Because Nick Casario so far, and look, when you are rebuilding from the deepest hole, right, the deepest, darkest, dankest hole, in NFL history that you're trying to pull the franchise up out of. There's no reason to spend on big free agents because they're not getting you anywhere. What do you mean? What hole? They're the hole, the hole that, they, that they've dug themselves three, the three plus years prior. Yes, the, well, the, they're the, out. They're no, out. But, but what I'm saying is in Nick Casario's career here. Mm-hmm. All right. He's had to dig the Texans out of the Bill O'Brien. Jack used to be never ending hole that had, no talent, no draft picks, no money. Uh, and you had to get out. It took two years mm-hmm. to get out of that hole, to get to the start of last year where they could actually begin building forward. And they took more leaps forward than they'd ever had. But so far, Nick Casero has never spent big-time free agent money. Uh-huh. In uh, this place called New England, where he is from, Oh God! They had a history. Where are you going to go with this? Of not spending big on free agents. So, if he were to carry that philosophy forward, it would stand to reason why John Alexander saying, "Hey, you know what? I don't think they're going to spend big on a you know on a Saquon Barkley because that's not the way that he came up in in New England. The way he executed in New England, it's not the way he has executed thus far here in Houston." So don't expect he's suddenly going to change his stripes and now spend big free agent bucks on a shiny piece. Isn't it? I think it's unfair to still keep the correlation between Nick Casario and New England and kind of subscribe to Casario operating underneath the Patriot way, so to speak. Because I feel like you've got a guy in D'Amico Ryan's who knows a thing or two about how to build um, a defense, how to build, I think, a team because of the people that he has surrounded himself with. And just I'm tell me if I'm reading a little bit too much into this, but let's rewind about a year ago whenever D'Amico Ryans was first hired by the Houston Texans. Remember there was that whole awkward time period of you didn't know if Nick Casario was going to still be here, if he was going to leave and bolt for New England, and he had to even address that in a press conference before the season. Do you remember that? I do, but I honestly I felt like that was more media creation than reality. It very well could have been, and it was, yes, it was based upon a report in which Nick Casario shot down. However, the way that he handled some of those questions, if you recall, 
sounded as if he was very much feeling the pressure to make it work with a guy like D'Amico Ryans. Well, if we're being honest, as a head coach, you didn't really know what you were going to get out of D'Amico Ryans as a head coach. You didn't know that he was basically going to not have any hiccups during the course of a regular season. He had no issue with clock management. He had no issue with you know getting calls in. He had no issue with a completely unprepared group, unprepared practices. Um, he ran a very tight, well-oiled machine. Uh, for a guy being in the first year as head coach. And he also seemed to work very, very well. And it has since been, um, you know, complimented by the fact that Nick Casario has said he and D'Amico see ball the same. They've both shared that sentiment. And I think this offseason is just as much about D'Amico Ryan's continuing to construct this team as it is Nick Casario. This is a dual effort, in my opinion, much more so than it is Nick Casario, um, you know, going out and buying the groceries and letting D'Amico cook. See, I feel like, A, a lot of the stuff about uh, Nick Casario last year was, was horse crap. All right, he was finally out from under the evil shadow of Jack Easterby. Uh, did not have to deal with Emperor Palpatine, also known as Bill Belichick. Yeah, I know you don't know what that is because you never watched Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> no, I learned I, Palpatine, the, the thanks idea to Chris. Of, the, the idea of now Nick Casario is in the driver's seat, mm-hmm. and he has a head coach that he can work with, and he's got a head coach that he likes and he trusts that he actually got to hire. That wasn't jammed down his throat or you know, because, oh, the Texans are about to get sued, uh, or wasn't hey, this is the only guy willing to take our crappy job because we have no money and no draft picks and no talent, and our quarterback gave us the finger. All right, like This is the first time he actually had something of value and was able to get a, co- a coach of value. Why the hell were you leaving everything you've finally been trying to get? Sure, sure. So I, I felt like a lot of that story was just meteor concocted. Maybe a non, yeah, maybe a non-story. It was concocted. I, I'm with you there. But but as far as the idea of, I do think that D'Amico has influence because if you're, if you're a smart GM, you're going to work with your head coach. What do you like? What are the kind of guys you want? I need to know what kind of groceries you want me to buy. Right. So, yeah, I'm going to buy the groceries, but I'm going to get them off of your list. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do my best to fill that list and give you what you want so you can make the dinner that I want to eat. Yeah, baby. Uh, I, which I, gets us back into that running back room, which I know we got to hit the break here, but there were, there were 10 running backs on here. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see your thoughts on one or two of them. Okay. Well, let's do that when we come back, and we'll get your thoughts on that and Nick Casario. And I know what I just said. It's very much a dual dual effort here this offseason. However, he has a lot to prove himself, in my opinion. I will explain 
next at Sports Radio 610. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bijani and Creighton. I'm Sean Bijani. He's Patrick Creighton. Chris Santiago producing. Be a part of the show. 713-572-4610. We'll get to your phone calls and texts as quickly as we can. Uh, You just got to be a little patient with us. A lot covered in that first segment. I asked you a question if uh, you as a Texan fan would be disappointed if, in fact, the Texans decided to run it back with Devin Singletary and um, Darian Gumawale, Damian Pierce. Again, this season, just based upon what Jonathan Alexander, Texans beat writer for the Houston Chronicle, had to say in his mailbag uh, edition today in that he feels like the Texans are going to go a little cheap on the running back this offseason. And maybe that means cheap as in sticking with good old motor. Uh, One texter says, yeah, from the 281, because you'd be wasting Stroud's rookie contract. Uh, The time is now. Um, Give him his pieces now, says the 281. What do you say? 713-572-4610. You can also hit us up in the Twitch and YouTube chat as well. Hey, let's go to Anthony on the, oh, wait. Anthony! Hey! Where you at, man? What happened? I told you to be patient. Why'd you hang up? Come Your on. mama yell at you for being on the phone? <laughs> you yeah. exceed the egg timer? He actually said that um, he got home. That he got home, so he ended up just saying, never mind. He got home? He got home? Yeah. What, did he, what, did he go down the block to the corner deli? I have no idea. Like, I'm home. Oh, well, you know, I, I called when I was at the at, at the beginning of the driveway, and then I pulled up. I got home. Anthony! <laughs> hit us up on Twitch and YouTube. Anastasia! You know? Man, there you go. All right, so you throw me a question. Throw uh, throw all of us a question, all I right, think. So you have these uh, ten, top 10 running backs available? If, if, if we were to operate under the idea uh-huh. that the Texans are not going to go swing for the home run, the running back position. So no Saquon Barkley, uh, no Josh Jacobs, no Austin Eckler. Uh, I'm going to say no Derrick Henry because yeah. the rumor mill is hot and heavy with Derrick Henry going to Baltimore. Yeah. Man, RG3 is see pushing that. that so hard. and But it's like it's picked up a lot of steam. Now, of course, the illegal tampering period starts like March 11th. So it's a little early to be like, oh, yeah, he's definitely going to Baltimore. But right. the rumor mill is is Derrick Henry's, you know, might be going to Baltimore. Uh, Gus Edwards is a guy who always seems to get hurt. A.J. Dillon's been banged up a lot. Tony, Tony Pollard did not look 
like the old Tony Pollard this year coming off of major injury. Would you uh, go with, say, Devin Singletary coming back and pairing him with DeAndre Swift as a running back room for this team? Jeez, how much would DeAndre Swift cost? I would um, think that DeAndre Swift... I mean, he's 20. He just turned 25. Um, uh, Let's see. He's coming off of... I want to say he's coming off of his rookie contract. Yeah, uh, he's been in the league four years. You're right. He's uh, just finished his age 24 season, was a uh, pro bowler this year, had his first 1,000-yard rushing season. Um... So he made a little less than $2 million this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does he sign for? Three, four? Let's see. DeAndre Swift. Um, projected contract. You know, Spotrack's been putting all those out. What is it? Is it Spotrack that puts all those projections out? <sighs> you know, I mean, he played last yeah. year. Yeah. In Philadelphia, where he had, you know, 1,049 yards, which is, is right. good. It's, it's not great. I mean, it's you might be able to get him. Good. You might be able to get him, like, four years, $22 million according to, um, uh, what is this I'm on? Yard Spot, Barker. Yard, all right. So, I mean, here's a guy who just turned 25 years old and is coming off a 1,000-yard season and for his career averages over four and a half yards a carry. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a guy who has been banged up a little bit. You know, he was playing in Detroit, but, I mean, it's not like Detroit for a long time had any kind of offensive line to run behind. Even their running backs this year got banged up. But uh, Can I to be me, if, if I'm pairing him with Singletary, it's probably a pretty solid one-two punch. Here's the thing. Are the Texans ready to quit Damian Pierce? That's a question you have to ask yourself that I don't really think we can honestly say we know the answer to. Damian Pierce is going to be entering year three this upcoming season. Um, We know the talent that the guy does have. Can he optimize that talent, that skill within this scheme? That is the question. He's young. He's strong. He's powerful. He's quick. Um, I think he's got all the talent in the world. If you're looking at Devin Singletary compared to Zach Moss or A.J. Dillon or DeAndre Swift, literally all of the above that I just mentioned, Damian, not Damian, Devin Singletary has more yards per attempt than any one of those guys in his career. He's still, you know, young. 26, will be 27 next season. He's coming off of the best season that he's ever had in his NFL career. He'd been now the lead rusher on his team for four consecutive, no, it might be five consecutive seasons since he'd come into the league in 2019 with the Buffalo Bills. I, I'd look at a guy like Devin Singletary, and I want to just say, look, this is what this is for. My gut feeling says you should not feel like any angst if the Texans were to run it back with Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce 
and go get you another guy. Because if you can have Damian Pierce as a legitimate three, I mean, who? how many teams in the league can say that, that they have a three-headed monster at running back? Do you need a three-headed monster at running back? Probably not. But, I mean, you got it, and you got one of those dudes on a rookie contract. You bring Devin Singletary back probably for, you know, some friendly money. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't think he's going to command a whole bunch on the open market. And a guy like DeAndre Swift, if that projection is even just a slightly low, okay, you bring DeAndre Swift in for between five and a half and maybe six and a half AAV. I I, I wouldn't kick that out of bed. I That's think going to be half the price, maybe less than half the price of Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. And look, I love Saquon. Yeah, Barkley. but we're talking about two guys but as well. If we're talking about Singletary and whoever that How guy you're going to allocate your funds, right? Because we, we identified yesterday John Grenard. They should do absolutely everything they can to bring John Grenard back. He should be job one. Number one priority, we are re-signing Jonathan Grenard. You, ideally, when you look at what's out there in, in free agency for yeah. tight ends, yeah. the best receiving tight end on the market is Dalton Schultz. Yeah, and there's Hunter Henry, and there's uh, Noah Fant, and there's your list, pretty much. And so, so the top three, if you include Dalton Schultz, there's can, your top three. Can I re-sign Dalton Schultz? at? And again, I'm not going to break the bank for Dalton Schultz. But I also understand... Well, what's breaking the bank? Because... Well, again, I understand that the market is... is There's three there's like three, maybe four tight ends. Mm-hmm. Um, guy from the Rams is, is also Gerald Everett. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, yeah. if one of those guys finds somebody to pay him twelve million dollars, then all three are going to be looking for twelve million dollars, which means the low end now becomes ten. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to pay ten million dollars for a Dalton Schultz or a Dalton Schultz esque other guy, whether I... it's a Gerald Everett or a Noah Fan or a Hunter Henry? Because I feel like ten million dollars for any of those players to me seems a little high, but if that becomes the new market, that's the new market. I don't understand. I, to me, it doesn't seem high at all. It just seems it. It seems a little low, actually, to me for what I think these guys are going to get. And for Schultz, particularly, I'm basing it off of what he earned as part of the franchise tag his final year in Dallas, which was just less than eleven million dollars. It was ten point nine. He signed here for six and change. Could make an upwards of nine and change. And I think he got pretty close to that. Uh, with incentives reached and, and things like that. So for a guy like Dalton Schultz, who's proven to be you know durable, reliable, consistent, and was clearly uh, a guy that CJ favorited in this scheme offensively. Guy who made a catch that saved their damn season. Yeah, too. I mean, I think he's in line for a pretty good payday, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's close, if not right at top 10 money for tight ends in the NFL. But that kind of brings me to my point on Nick Casario, why I feel like this guy's got a lot to prove as an executive this year because what you said about Jonathan Grenard, what we're talking about with Dalton Schultz, see, Nick Casario has never been in this position to where he's had to make the decision, really, because you've had a good team to spend to retain one of your good players. We had a long conversation last night about, you know what, if you want your team to be good, then you have to accept the things that go along with it. It comes with a cost. You're going to play better teams. You're going to have to make tough decisions. You're going to have to lose good players. You're You're going to have to sign good players. 
And thank God the Texans didn't lose any real good coaches this year. Coordinators. You know, Bobby Slowick's back. Gerard Johnson's back. One of those two guys is not back next year. Let's just be real. Uh, yeah. And you know what? I want that problem. I want that problem. That's that's what goes along with it. You're going to lose good position coaches. But Nick Casario has got to prove that, you know what? He could, he could could He's going to be aggressive and not be afraid to spend money when he has it to spend. And your team's good at the same time. Uh, he's never used the franchise tag. The Texans have only used it twice in their history. And one time, you traded the guy that you used it on, Jadavian Clowney. The other guy was Dante Robinson. Hell, did you, you might have traded his ass too. Did you? Uh, or no, he left after the franchise tag year yeah. and got paid in Atlanta. JD, right? they uh, they put him on the tag, and then they kind of came to this agreement with him of okay, sign the tag, you mm-hmm. can come back like after the third preseason game, and you know you'll be on the team. And then right before the season started, Bill O'Brien decided, hey, we're going to trade you to Seattle for a ham sandwich. <laughs> uh, and that ham sandwich was oh no, the Octavius Mingo. Uh, Jacob Martin, and a third-round pick. Then they turned around, took that third-round pick, and flipped it for Darian Conley, who, after that 2019 season, yeah. has never played a snap in the NFL. I wouldn't do the ham sandwich like that. That's kind of like a uh, you know the the 50-cent the turkey cold cut. Bologna sandwich? Like uh, Food Town back in the day. Bologna sandwich with uh, a little bit of uh, blue cheese on top. Like, ugh, get out of here. That's some, what you got. Some green olives. I wouldn't even kick green olives out, man. You do you're doing it too much of a solid. <laughs> you know? He's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani, Sports Radio 610. We are Area 45. Um, whether you understand it or not, that's what we are. I'm getting a lot of like, hey, what does Area 45 mean? You know, we might need to have like a, a come to Jesus meeting with our listeners and explain this once again. We can maybe do that. It's 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 easy. I'll explain it. It's very easy. Yeah. We, okay. we did a play on Area 51. With the fact the 45 runs right through the heart of Houston. So you wanted something that would be different, but would be representative of the city and not, say, representative of the night show or just like this time slot. Wanted something that would encompass the entire city. Exactly. It is a show for, by, and about Houston people. Okay, and we're proud to bring it to you each and every night right here on Sports Radio 610. Coming up next, would D'Amico Ryans co-sign this first-year head coach's message to his team? That's next. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bishani and Creighton. we got to win the division first, man. we got to knock off the team in red. Yeah. They've been dominating for seven years. Yeah. we gotta, we got to knock off the head. Of the snake. Yeah. 15. Yeah. That's Raiders head coach Antonio Pierce, who uh, recently appeared on, uh, well, his own players podcast, uh, defensive end Max Crosby's The Rush podcast. Pierce describing his approach to getting the Raiders to play Patrick Mahomes in the Kansas City Chiefs uh, ahead of their Christmas Day game. That's kind of what you heard there. That's what really their focus, their goal was. And to be honest with you, it's everybody's focus and goal to try and uh, knock off Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's another little taste of what Pierce had to say on Max Crosby's podcast about the mentality and the approach and how he's prepared them to play 
not just on Christmas Day this past season, but in the future against this team? We already given a recipe of how to do it. These guys know what it's like. And Max know exactly how we built up that week, what I was doing to build up that week, right. to hate the color red. <laughs> like, we, we saw red, we hate red. Yeah, that's right. mm-hmm. Like, it was on that kind of level, yeah, right? Yeah. And I told him there's a difference between dislike and hatred. Mm-hmm. There's a hatred for the Chiefs. Like, you got to truly dislike and hate this individual team. You got the Jordan rules, and we, we, I'm calling now from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. Mm-hmm. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan, the Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his Anytime he came to the hole, elbows, yeah, filling them, yeah. love taps. We touched them. We in the head mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. Mm-hmm. So I showed those guys Jordan getting his whooped. Yep, there you go. And I absolutely love it. Now, you know what, Chris? I don't want to play this because I'm not even going to do him a solid. Who do you think had the biggest problem with that message uh, by Antonio Pierce, who routinely talks about and writes about football on the daily? One hyperbolic Mike Florio. What? Yeah, of course. So he was asking the question earlier today on his podcast, like, oh, you know, how long is it going to be before the NFL, you know, responds to this or hits Antonio Pierce up about what message, you know, he's possibly sending? Is this kind of like... Bounty uh, gate! Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What kind of message is he sending? What do you mean cut off the head of the snake? What do you mean all this, you know... means he's going to chop his junk off. That's what it means there, Florio. Hey, you know... He's a former linebacker who's a head coach and saw some success as soon as he took over. And that was a very physical, you know, at times people talked about it being a dirty defense. D'Amico Ryans, former linebacker, first-year head coach, you know, obviously he got that defense as the season went along um, being talked about as one, maybe it was – me leading the charge, because that's kind of what I'm talking about. I kind of started thinking about them and talking about them. Is you know what? I could kind of see this Texans defense becoming one of the more feared squads in the league. And I really started to think that after Denzel Perryman got suspended earlier this season for the helmet-to-helmet hit, when he really shouldn't have been suspended, but it was kind of like a uh, career suspension, so to speak, because of everything he'd done in the past. You know, we got to suspend this guy. We got to send. Yeah, where a were those down. on Vontae's perfect, by the way? <laughs> right, right. And you know, look, Kareem Jackson got his suspension. He came back, joined the Texans after being cut loose by the Broncos. And I started thinking, like, damn, you know, I like it. You don't hear exactly those kinds of words said in that way from D'Amico Ryan's. We heard swarm. We heard fast and physical and relentless. Those kinds of words. However. Uh, you know, D'Amico strikes me as a guy who likes to keep a lot of it to himself, don't share too much information kind of a guy. I'm willing to bet you that he's probably got a very similar message to his defense. And I think if you're talking about guys like Jonathan Grenard, Sheldon Rankins, Malik Collins, um, Steven Nelson to a lesser degree, Kareem Jackson. There's a lot of guys on that defense that probably have that message amongst themselves and talk that way and have that idea, and I freaking love it. To me, that's football. That's the kind of football that I grew up with and a lot of us grew up with. 
Do you see the Texans becoming one of the more feared defenses in the league? And would you actually mind it if, in fact, you earned a reputation of being the slight, slightest bit dirty? Seven one three five seven two four six ten. Because I got to tell you, I I wouldn't just so long as, and I couch it this way: as long as you can be, and this is the way that I think Tamiko Ryan's played much of his career, certainly a lot of it here with the Texans, aggressively disciplined. To me, that's the key. Aggressively disciplined. Be nasty, maybe even a little dirty, but be disciplined. And that means don't cost your team. Having that fear factor is is a big deal. Remember the, the Ravens 2000 defense? Everybody was terrified of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know what? Did they? It's been bl- the case for a while, really. Did they blur the line? Between physical and dirty sometimes? Mm-hmm. Of course they did. But it's blurring the line, not obliterating it. Yeah. And if you can have that where you, you blur the line and you you know you get very physical sometimes, I think fans want that in the defense. Mm-hmm. I think players want that. I know coaches want that in the defense. Uh I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, although, you know, maybe maybe Mike Florio might have a problem with that. A Florio. You know, you might want to listen to how the fans want. They want to have some violence. They want to have some pain. They're going to cut the head off the snake. They're going to cut the head off his junk, and then they're going to cut the head off his shoulder. You feel me, jerky? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get I get aggravated with these guys who want to act like somehow football is not violent. And that, you know, here we, we have guys who go onto a field for, you know, however much time all week long in practice and then in games. And these guys play the, the most aggressive, most violent sport that we really have. And then they think when they come off the field, they're supposed to, you know, turn into guys with their tea, their little pinky in the air where they sip their tea and ask their neighbor for some Grey Poupon. Right. Some do. And <laughs> Some do. You know, you it's 99.9% of the world cannot... Hey, I'm violent all day long, except for this like little five minute period during the day. And then I'm just very nice and and sweet and proper. And I wear a tuxedo and I use Grey Poupon and I and I drink tea and I eat crumpets and I uh-huh. uh and I, you know, sit in the back seat of my Rolls Royce while my butler Jeeves drives me around. I mean, it's that's just not how reality works. And a lot of people just don't seem to understand that. Like, oh, well, you're what kind of violent animal is out here using this language? The guy that you're beating off to every Sunday as you watch him make 13 tackles. That's who, Florial. Well, I also think, too, it's because of Pat Mahomes. Like, if if Pat Mahomes wasn't, uh, you know, mentioned by Antonio Pierce, if it was, like, more general, you probably don't hear a thing about Flor- from Florio. But he likes to make everything, you know, a lot more hyperbolic sounding than it actually is. And I, I guess there is some small element that I, I kind of understand like where he was coming from and even pointing this out because, well, everybody's soft now. And so somebody's surely going to address this with Antonio Pierce like, hey, be careful what you're saying about headhunting quarterbacks and going after them and cutting the head off of the snake and hating guys that wear red. You know what? They're division rivals. I love that. I want to hear that kind of speak from my players and or coaches for my team. I want, and I think we all want, that that sort of hate 
sports hatred, the hatred within the division of the AFC South that you have, the angst against the Colts, the angst against the Titans is very much there right now. It's just, uh, can you imagine what it would be if they were actually good too, along with the Texans, the Jacksonville Jaguars? I mean, it's all building. It's all brewing. Um, It's boiling over between the Ravens and the Chiefs. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Ironic twist? Yeah. So, Antonio Pierce, who is known to know how to protect a teammate, because Mm -hmm. once upon a time, he protected Plaxico Burris, who almost shot the head off his own snake by accident. In a New York City nightclub. Oh, uh, yeah, strip club, right? And, um, you know, the Giants' third jersey is red. So, hate the red. Head <laughs> off the snake. Cover for your teammate. Antonio Pierce. There you go. Antonio Pierce. I, I love it, man. I, I love it. And you don't hear that from D'Amico, but you can't tell me that you'd be shocked if D'Amico had a similar and has a similar message uh, for his defense. They certainly played like it and play like it. 713-572-4610-832 says, yeah, you want the Texans to play with a little bit of edge on both sides, not only the defense. Uh, That one from Gus and Katie. Uh, From the 979, that's hard to do, not costing the team that is. Uh, The Glanville era Oilers were a nightmare with that silly bleep. That one from the 979. I'm talking about being aggressively disciplined. I think... There is a fine line. It's hard to do. The Texans got pretty close to it this year, though, I feel like. 713-572-4610. If you'd like to weigh in, you can get to it. PC did a lot of work yesterday. Uh, sampled 16 mock drafts for you. Who's slated to go to the Texans at number 23 overall come April 25th? And what position is getting the most attention? We'll have... All of that for you and next at Sports Radio 610, Area 45. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details i'm tony kornheiser this is my show my friends come on and you know them we talk about the sports you care about basketball now golf and the metronome of your life baseball whether it's opening day the big tournament or one of the majors we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened and let's not forget the important stuff the amount of daylight where i live the importance of speedies and the rankings of beach style pizza Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.